Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selector Bet and Greg and I are back after the international break for another look ahead to this weekend's betting action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Glad to be back after yet another international break. Yeah. Three in a row, September, October, November. It's relentless. However, four months without any international breaks. Can't wait. Yeah, I think next one's <laughs> March. Um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to the Euros. Obviously, Scotland got the job done early. Uh, so the last two games have been a wee bit strange, haven't they? Yeah, it has. I think I'm just glad to have... Uh, well, yeah, full set of games back. Obviously, Scottish Cup this weekend. Then, obviously, we'll be into the busy Christmas period. I guess the international break. It really, obviously, I say this quite a lot, but it really does derail any momentum you've got um, for a couple of weeks. Really, yeah. you've then got the the hassle of teams having two weeks off, regrouping, players coming back from injury, and any side that has been doing really well, they really don't want international break to come mm-hmm. so it does make it a little bit difficult i think um the direct weekend after the international break but that said been plenty this weekend that we like the look of yeah and last weekend wasn't a bad weekend either considering there wasn't too much to choose from yeah it was really good in scotland a full house uh, we backed cove to win and score two cove probably the informed team in scotland at the moment and we'll touch upon them shortly they won in the score two at home to still an albion at 11 to 10 i think that went off at four to six we had inverness double chance and two match goals now their goal frame lived a charmed life um, seven <laughs> woodwork hits for dunfermline in that match they scored quickly on to bring it one all and a really comfortable over 2.5 goals double from League 2 as well at 12-5. to 5. So, yeah, really good weekend in Scotland last weekend and hope for more of the same this weekend. Yeah, as you say, it's Scottish Cup third round weekend this weekend. There's 20 ties. Uh, we're going to pick our way through some of them. Greg will also do our usual run through the Premiership. Let's uh, let's start at the Scottish Cup. Uh, there's a couple of games on Friday night. One looks particular. Well, they both look quite interesting, actually. Uh, I think the one that's live is the, the Fife Derby and Fermland Viri Throwers. Uh, this is the third time that these sides are going to meet. Obviously, it's a Derby. Uh, and Ray Throwers have won the last two meetings, 1-0 at East End Park. Yeah, they have, and they've had a, a really good season. Um, Wraith over so far. They're filming at home in this match, six to four to win this. The bookies really can't separate these two. No, uh, six to four for Dunfermline, and just a shade above six to four for Wraith. I have to say, if I was backing anyone, I'd be backing Wraith to yeah, win this one. Yeah. Dunfermline have been in really poor form recently, and Wraith still kind of hanging on to United at the top of the, the championship. Should be a good match. I think we spoke at the start of the week. It's not a match that delivers lots of goals, mm. but maybe if Dunfermline can start finding the net rather than the woodwork like they did last week, then there might be goals in this match, but should be a decent viewing this one. Yeah, as like you, I think it probably side with the Wraith Rovers quite a surprise to see the, the two sides so close in the betting. To be honest, I thought Rovers might have been shading favouritism in this one. So, uh, yeah, it could be a wee bit of value there. Uh, the one that's really interesting, I suppose, is Genefield Swifts, a team from up your neck of the woods. Greg, they are away to Clyde the last round. They absolutely hammered Elgin City. And currently, there's only one worse team uh, in that League Two division uh, than Elgin City. And that is, of course, Clyde. Yes. So, so what are the chances of, I was going to say, would it be an upset? I suppose it would still be an upset if they went and won at 13-5. I, I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't be. I think the prices are probably right. Clyde 
are, I guess, favourites purely based on the fact that they are the senior team in mm. senior football in Scotland. They've got a new manager in Ian McCall. Didn't go well last week. They got pummeled 4 0 at home to East Fife, an East Fife side who have been really struggling over the last two or three weeks. But obviously, Jeannie, what a result for them in the last round. I think they were quite fancied to, to beat Elgin. Elgin had a mm. horrible run of results. And, Maybe not 6 uh, 0, though. No, definitely not a 6 0. Speaking to a few of my mates this week who are all over Genie, minus one, minus two, three <laughs> goals, four goals, five goals. I don't think it'll be that, but I certainly wouldn't back against Genie. And I know there's about five or six buses going through from Perth down to um, Hamilton for this match where Clyde are playing their, their league games this season and cup games. So it's yeah. going to be a great night for all concerned from Genie. And it's, it's great for Perth as well to have another side um, representing the city in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, and what a chance to get through and get into a fourth round and maybe pick out one of the big boys in the next round. But um, 13-5, Greg, an interesting price. I think it's probably worth a quid. Genie, uh, 74 to score two or more goals, having hit six against the Elgin yeah, last time. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. I think in terms of backing this game, I would definitely go on the goal front for Genie for to score maybe two or three. Just very small stakes at very good odds. I think they were 7-1 to earlier in the week to score three. Um, I'm not sure how this game's going to pan out. Gene feels far away from home, and Clyde, although they're having a pretty dreadful season, I'd expect more of a fight from them than Elgin gave them. So I think this could be a very interesting match, a very entertaining game, and I'm expecting goals from both sides. Yeah, I can see Gene Fields first making their way here on a few kind of long shot Akers this weekend. Um, there's another derby on Saturday, Greg, at Partick Thistle for Hill. Uh, they welcome Queen's Park. Uh, I guess if this was a, a league game, the price would probably be roughly there or thereabouts what it is just now. Thistle 70-10 to win Queen's Park 3-1. Thistle have had slightly the upper hand in the two meetings already this season. They drew one game and they won the other game 3-1. Yeah, there's been actually four or more goals scored in the last five meetings between the sides. Uh, neither side can defend and that's probably quite a big thing for me. I think Thistle are rightly favourites at home. Queen's Park have improved, but I think the simple bet for this game is to back goals. Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of entertainment value, you'd be hard-pressed to find a side who's seen more goals than Thistle this season. Sadly for them, not all yeah. of them have been, have been scored <laughs> at the opposite end. They've conceded a fair rate of goals as well for Thistle this season. Defensively, been pretty poor. But over 2.5 goals has landed now in 17 of their last 18 games wow. across all competition. And I really don't see that stopping on Saturday. Brian Graham thinks on seven goals for the season so far. Stephen Loss has got a few goals as well. But Queen's Park are starting to find the net as well. And I think Rudy Payton's now on 12 goals for the season. He's been a fantastic addition to Queen's Park this season from Queen of the South last season. And he's probably the main threat for... Queen's Park this weekend. I, I can see both sides scoring here, but I think in terms of over 2.5 goals, it's pretty short to be fair. I think it's only 4-6 to six over 2.5 match goals, but I certainly wouldn't put anyone off backing a David Weatherspoon special on the over 3.0 yeah. Yeah, on the Asian yeah. handicap, on the Asian yeah. line. Yeah, not a bad shout at all. Um, another forum team uh, that we need to speak about are Inverness. It's the arrival of Big Duncan Ferguson. They've not really looked back, Greg. They're starting to make some headway up the table uh, in the Championship as well. They host low and league Cowdenbeath, uh, and obviously they're at a very short price. Any angles on this one? 
Well, one to seven for Inverness. I think they'll be very popular on the handicap betting. Cowdenbeath are in the Lowland League and they're lowly in the Lowland League. Um, I think they're down towards the kind of bottom four teams in that league. Seeing that they have in the last few games, Inverness should win this very, very comfortably. Big Dunks had a great start there, and we've been very fortunate. We've actually benefited quite well from him coming in. We've backed Inverness, I think, two or three times now since he's come into the job, and it's worked out very well for us on the channel. Yeah. So there's definitely an angle here on on goals. I think Inverness has scored three is five to six. I think that's a very fair price, and yeah, they'll, they'll be very popular on on the handicap betting. Half time, full time, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. you might even just see people throwing them into the racker uh, at one to seven. But you'll get probably maybe two to five on them, um, minus one, and obviously a better price, minus two. Yeah. Uh, another short price team up in the United, they are two to five away to Queen of the South, following, I was going to say some shots by Marvin Bartley, but I dare say there was a, a bit of grain of truth in what he was saying about uh, players not being ready for games because they're too busy playing um, FIFA. Well, I think what that shows is it's a manager under serious pressure. And yeah, they start I mean, looking at excuses. Like on how Queen of have done this season. They've been absolutely dire. He's not done a great job this season at all, Marvin Bartley, in really poor form. Their home form is dreadful. I read a stat at the weekend. They've not scored a second half goal in nine matches, Queen, Queen mm-hmm. of the South. And I know the, um, the natives are getting very restless in Dumfries. And it's hard to see them picking up anything here. Dungeon United will go full strength, 100% go full strength in this match. And at two to five, I think they're a fairly safe bet, United. Again, t- to add into an acre. At two to five, double that up with something for a nice even money shot. But I don't see um, Queen of the South causing United too many problems here. And I think as well for Jim Goodwin, he'll definitely want uh, a cup run. And I think yeah. he'll, he'll look to win every game. They were disappointing a few weeks ago, or last week in the Challenge Cup, losing to Falkirk. They, they shipped three goals incredibly in three or four minutes, I think, in that second half. Um, they're two and up. It was a very, very strong United side. That said, Falkirk went very strong as well. So Queen of the South will be strong in terms of their starting lineup, but United will be, be at full strength and they, they should win this. Yeah, as you say, that'll probably be in plenty of actors this weekend as well. Um, the one game that you did flag up early on the channel uh, is at Stirling Albion. It's a repeat of last weekend's match. Stirling Albion host Cove Rangers. Uh, Cove won 3-1 last week when the two sides met. And it's two sides who are seemingly heading in opposite directions at the moment. Yeah, well, I think two months is a very long time in football. And the, the transformation at Cove has been incredible. I would say they're probably Scotland's most informed side at the moment. I don't think there's anyone else who have racked up six consecutive wins in the league. And they're nine defeated now, Cove, under under Paul Hartley, who was under a bit of pressure um, a couple of months ago after a really poor start. But they came from behind last weekend to beat Stirling Albion 3-1. And what was a pretty comfortable win in the end, as you say, Stirling Albion are in the midst of a really difficult spell at the moment. It's now five straight defeats for the Beanos. Just one win in ten. And it's really hard to oppose Paul Hartley's side here. Coming into this in a lot of confidence. Cove has conceded just one goal in the last five. So there's plenty of reason here to be on Cove to win this. Uh, I think they were 9-8 to eight at the start of the week. Still are no, are no mugs at home. They've all made life yeah. difficult for Cove. They do a lot of their good work at home. And I think if Cove were to win this, they may have to score two. Uh, I just think Cove goals at 11-10 is a... It's a terrific place, absolutely terrific place for Cove, given the form they're in. 
still in Albion in an awful run. And it certainly won't be 11 to 10 come kick-off. And again, every single week this season, we've highlighted the early value um, yeah. on a weekly basis. And this is another one of those ones where we'll share it on the channel, I think, on Monday at 11 to 10. This will probably go off 4 to 5, 4 to 6. Yeah, and it's always a hard one to call, Greg, between choosing a team to win over even money versus them scoring uh, two or more goals, uh, which is usually about the same mark this time. We've actually got a wee bit of extra value at 11 to 10 on them scoring two. Yeah, it was especially away from home. And I think the fact they scored three goals last week is good. And they've got Rimran Burrow, who yeah, uh, he, he really has, um, in terms of winning matches, I think he's scored good <laughs> goals now in four of Cove's last five victories. Yeah. Three yep. goals and three one no wins. And he scored a hat trick last week. He so yep. he yep. should really have four match balls, really, in <laughs> games. <laughs> He's uh, I had a wee look. He's thirteen to eight to score. Uh, on Saturday, which I don't think was a bad price at all for a guy who's scored what five in his last three and what six in his last four or something like that, six in his last five. So certainly a man in forum. Yeah, I'm, I must admit I'm still really surprised to see Cove as big as what we got them at. Uh, I know it's a cup game, but it's, it's really hard to argue against Cove. Cup games, anything can happen. Who knows what could happen in, in this match, but there's nobody out there that can say that Cove to score two is a bad bet. Yeah, yeah. OK, so as we say, there's 20 ties across the Scottish Cup where some of them we're not going to cover, but that's our main bet this weekend so far, Greg, is the, the Cove Rangers v Stirling Albion where we've got Cove Rangers to score two or more goals, and that's 11 to 10 at Paddy Power. Yeah, I'm the Paddy Power. Yeah, I'll have some of that. Okay, let's have a look into the Premiership. We've got our six games spread over the weekend. Let's have a wee start at Celtic Park with the Celtic v Motherwell. Celtic are 1 to 7. Motherwell as big as 18 to 1. With Rangers not playing until Sunday, Greg, it's a chance for Celtic to go 11 points clear. Um, they thumped Aberdeen 6 0. Last time out, um, following their own 6-0 thumping <laughs> at Atletico. Um, so yeah, can't see anything other than a home win. Here, no, especially I think, given the forum that Motherwell's been in. <laughs> I think the price for Celtic's probably about right. Uh, Motherwell may very well go off 22-1 to 1 on on Saturday. I would say Kettlewell is probably starting to get a little bit under pressure now. I still think he's got plenty in the bank with Motherwell still, based on how he started off. But ultimately, nine games now with it a win. Seven yeah. defeats, two draws. The record at Celtic Park's abysmal. I think 12 defeats and one draw from their last 13 visits. And you really have to fear for them, don't you, Motherwell, for this match? Yeah, I mean, he's got a run of, I think it's in D. Ross County and St. Johnson coming up. St. Johnson being the, <laughs> the red flag, given how many managers have lost their jobs after defeats to St. Johnson, I suppose. <laughs> but um, yeah, unless he gets an absolute doing at the weekend, I don't see I don't see this game uh, being too detrimental to him. It's what's going to happen in the next three or four weeks, probably. Yeah, but that said, they won't want to go there and lose 6-0 like Aberdeen no. did. They'll want to go there, put a good performance in and take that into the next match. I know that's still cliche that every manager uses going to sell to bar, but I think for, for Motherwell, though, confidence will be very fragile and a 5 or 6-0 drubbing is the last thing that they need. So I, I think Celtic will win this very comfortably uh, by two or three goals. Not much in the way of an angle for this match. I know a market that you and I both really like is um, Celtic first half corners. And I think we've landed it quite a few times this season on, on the channel. They are just a shade below 4-5 to five 
to hit four first half corners this week. And uh, again, I think that's a really strong shout. Yeah, they won the corner count 11 0 against Aberdeen. To be fair, Aberdeen barely got up the park. Um, so once you start getting into kind of double figures, then the prices start getting a wee bit more interesting. 10 Celtic corners at 75, 11 at 11 to 5. Uh, you can still get nine uh, for five to six as well. So yeah, I think corners angle is often where we turn Greg when it's kind of Celtic and Rangers at home in these type of games. Yeah, I think so. Motherwell will be looking to try and keep it tight and hopefully Motherwell can keep it tight for as long as they can. And that definitely um, bodes well for the Connors bet. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Dundee v Hibernian, and you just can't back against Dundee, especially at home at the moment. Greg, only one team has won at Dens Park, uh, other than Dundee, obviously, and that was Rangers. They won 5 0 up there, um, but they've do, they're doing fantastic. A brilliant 4 0 win against St Mirren uh, at Dens Park last time out. Yeah, the fantastic season for Dundee so far. Really, really good. As you say, you cannot oppose Dundee here. And the, as always, you can't really have any confidence backing Hibs. <laughs> Home or away, really. Yeah, they're just so unpredictable, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. On their day, Hibs can be a very good side to watch and they'll score goals, but defensively still, uh, the jury's out. 31-20 for Dundee, just a shade above 6-4. to four. Hibs 13-8. to eight. Dundee are only two points off St Mirren. Yep. And St Mirren have pretty much been the media darlings this year. In the fact of sitting third in the league. So a win here for Dundee puts them right in the mix in that top three, which is incredible, really. As Dundee's kind of aim this year would be to kind of consolidate and make sure they're well clear of kind of 12th and 11th, which they are well clear of that. So brilliant season for Dundee so far. And as you say, just one defeat at home in seven. They've beaten Motherwell, Hearts, and Livingston at home. There's, to be fair, there's no reason why they can't beat Hibs. But I wouldn't back against Hibs in this match either. I think this could be a draw. Um, very well could be goals. But I think for me, Cornish is a great angle for, for Dundee this season. They fit 7, 5, 6, 5 and 7 in their last five. They hit 6 at home against Rangers. And they've hit ten. there's been 10 or more match corners in all seven home games. And to add on to that, there's been 11 plus corners in all seven home games too. Mm-hmm. So I think with Hibs coming into town as well, you'd expect Hibs to rack up four or five corners too. So I think it's part of a double here. Uh, Dundee v Hibs, more than happy to back over 10.5, 9.5 corners, sorry, it's, it's part of a double. Okay, we'll get to the other half in a, a second. Uh, yeah, just on that, Hibs, it's now three wins uh, in 13 for Hibs, which just isn't good enough for a, a club of that size, is it? No, it's dire. And it's a common theme across the league how many teams are away from home. Well, I'm actually just looking at the kind of league table and out with Celtic and Rangers, not a single team has won more than 50% of their games. <laughs> you know, Aberdeen's only won three, Models only won three, Hibs only won three, Hearts have won five out of 12, St Mirren won five out of 12. Just, I don't know, no one seems to be able to put a, a run together. It's, it's an illness, isn't it? It's a, an already <laughs> illness that has been in the league now for, for seasons upon season now. Hearts, Aberdeen and Hibs, especially Hearts and Aberdeen, really yeah. struggle on the road. And for clubs yeah. of that size and those budgets, they should be doing a lot better away from home. But I, I think it should be a really good game, Dundee v Hibs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Should, it should be, be goals, but as long as there's corners, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, will you be making the trip to Edinburgh for... Absolutely. I am on the early train at half past nine through to Edinburgh, all aboard. I'm very Football much special. Yeah, I think for most fans, a wee trip to Tynecastle is always a good day yeah. out. So there's a good squad of us going through. We've sold out our allocation at 
uh, Tyne Castle. It's going to be a full house uh, as well. So they say, Hearts. So they say it's going to be yeah. a full house. And Hearts, obviously, got a win last time out. A big mm-hmm. win for Stephen Naismith. It's always a big win for Stephen Naismith, really. I feel sorry for him, in a way, because he's still under pressure. But he's only two points behind St Mirren as well. And this is a yeah. match where Hearts fans will not accept anything less than three points in this match. At well, home. they'd be disappointed, though. Well, I, I think I'm very much looking forward to shouting sacked in the morning if um, St Johnston have two or three goals up with minutes to go. <laughs> it makes a change <laughs> from me hearing that, to be fair. I was going to say it would be ironic if uh, it was Craig and Levine that handed him the defeat that cost him his job, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be great. Honestly, I'm so looking forward to the game. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a very <laughs> tough game for us because we're missing Nicky Clark, who's been brilliant mm. for us as he came out from injury. So he's a massive blow losing him. Don't get me wrong, Hearts are still a very good team. Got a lot of good mm. players. Lauren Shankwin's in a rich vein of form at the moment. Yeah. He does enjoy scoring against us. But I, I really can't see anything other than a Hearts win. But I'm very hopeful we can go there and, and make a game of it. 8-15 to 15 for Hearts. Probably a little bit skinny, to be fair. Mm. Given Hearts been very inconsistent. As I said before, massive win in that last game away at Motherwell. Um, I think for me here, another corners angle. I think Hearts outside of, kind of Celtic and Rangers have been hitting some really good numbers this season. And I'm fully expecting them to, to, to win the corner count here. And I'm t- taking them to hit six corners or more in this match and doubling that up with the Dundee Hibs game. And that's an 11 to 10 double. So it's Dundee v Hibs over 9.5 corners. And I'm backing Hearts over 5.5 match corners. And that pays 11 to 10. Yeah, you just uh, mentioned Lauren Shanklin there. I think he scored five and five for Hearts, and he obviously nicked one for Scotland as well. I think he probably played about ten minutes in total for Scotland uh, across the two games, but he managed to get that uh, important equaliser. He's five to six to score any time. Yeah, it's a terrible price, isn't it? Anyone below evens is a terrible price for any goal scorer in any league, in my opinion. Uh, I won't be backing that, but he does enjoy scoring against us. Just, just another point as well. Hearts have won the last four meetings between the sides, yeah. and yeah. they've also won seven of the last eight meetings at Tynecastle. So it's all very well me being buoyant and full of optimism, <laughs> but if Hearts get an early goal, there's absolutely no no way back for us. We will not get back into the game if we ship an early goal. So <laughs> we need to score first if we want to get anything from this match because heads go down very quickly. Obviously, yeah, it's different that. tenure now. Craig Levine's in charge. Two draws and a win since Stephen McLean left, which is great. We're sitting 10th in the league now. So, yeah, looking forward to the game, but I, I still think, if I'm being honest, I still think Hearts will win this. Yeah, you need a Craig Levine masterclass, I think, if you're going to win at 61, aren't you? Um, OK, next game we'll have a look at is one where we do have a bet in as well. Uh, it's Ross County v Kilmarnock. Derek Adams is back at Ross County, his spiritual home for a third spell, <laughs> where he was, he's had two previously successful spells, to be fair. Um, and I think a fairly positive reaction to Derek Adams coming back. I think on the face of it, it doesn't look like a particularly imaginative appointment, um, but you can kind of see why they've gone for him again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Roy McGregor's obviously had him picked out weeks ago, really. Just in, just based on the speed in which Malcolm McKay left yeah. and Derek Adams came in. So there was no way um, McGregor was sacking Malcolm McKay and having nobody in charge for weeks on end. So they've done their business very quickly, which is the right thing to do, I think, for yeah. 
Ross County. As you say, Adams knows the, the club very, very well. Third stint in charge. And will the usual new manager bounce take effect here? Now, bearing in mind, the good news for them is they are playing a Kilmarnock side who we speak about every second week on the podcast. Just truly dreadful and awful and hopeless away from Rugby Park. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. points totals they, they have came up. A while, Greg, yeah, it's not like it's, it's, it's not like it's just started. Yeah, again, yeah. another illness. They've they've got serious illness on the road. Um, Kilmarnock, their home form is going to keep them up again this season, uh, Kelly. But away from home, it's just remarkable how little or how few points they pick up yeah. on the roads. Ross County, new manager bounce at home. I don't think Ross County have played that badly in games this season, but they find themselves sitting in 11th. It's very, very tight at the bottom, so absolutely yeah. no need to panic yet. Uh, but Roy McGregor decided to panic. And I think when you look at Malcolm McKay's record as well, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't great with the last two seasons anyway, and, and this season. So I can see why he's kind of shipped him out, brought Adams in. And I think for me here, Ross County are 4-9 to nine to hit four corners which for me is absolute banker material. Fully expecting Ross County to hit corners. We've highlighted them week upon week on the podcast. And I'm doubling that up. Initially, it was going to be a, a Ross County four corners and Ross County double chance at 11 to 8. But maybe Kelly are due to pick up a point or two a week ago. Maybe. I'm not saying they will. So I changed my mind. And I've gone for Ross County over 3.5 corners and over 1.5 match goals and that pays even money yeah interesting angle I'm really keen on Rose County here at 2-1 to uh, they were 21-10 yeah think, absolutely you know, yeah. Um, I'm also quite keen on them to score a couple of goals here in this one they're 2-1 to score the two goals so obviously they can draw two each thing they beat 3-2 don't really care yeah. uh, but the 2-1 especially I mean I, I do think they've got some, some firepower up there Simon Murray's been patchy but still got 10 goals this season already yeah you're absolutely right. They do have firepower there, and with Adams coming in, you have to imagine they're going to get some sort of lift from that. And they're probably playing the perfect team. The only yeah. team other than them, other than Kelly, would be Livingston to play. Yeah. So it's it's, yeah. a, it's a perfect fixture yeah. for for Derek, for Derek Adams upon his return. Yep, I'm all over it. Uh, we'll recap. We'll recap. You can see how excited you are. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so excited about Ross County in my life, to be honest. Uh, but we'll recap that bet along with your other double before we get to the end of the podcast. Uh, we've got St Mirren v Livingston as our other game on Saturday. Uh, a right good chance for St Mirren to get back to winning ways. Which has been, a, I suppose, a disappointing run of results for them. Um, just one win in six, albeit two of those were defeats to Celtic and Rangers and informed Dundee as well. But they won't have a better chance than welcoming Livy to Paisley. No, and I, I said to Div after the St Mirren game at Dundee and they would beat 4 0, they were due one of those results. As you say, they've lost games against Celtic and Rangers. They were due a, a, a beating from someone who you would expect them to get a result from. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't shy away from the fact they're still sitting in third, um, which I think is partly down to how awful Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen have been as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking anything away from St Mirren. They've had a really good season so far. But again, a lot of pressure on St Mirren this weekend. This is a match in which every man and their dog will be expecting St Mirren to win. Yeah. For two reasons. Number one, St Mirren are having a great season. They're a really good team. They're sitting third. But Livingston are in an absolute free fall at the moment. Having a horrible campaign. 
and I'm loving it because they're bottom of the league now, which is great. I don't think they've picked up um, many points recently. I think looking at their their the record in recent months for Livingston, it's 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 dire. Yeah, just one win in eleven. Yeah, it's it's six, it really, it's six really points, poor. Six points from their last thirty-three. It's five straight defeats. They've no scored in their last four. They've only scored one goal from open play in their last nine. And that's another, the biggest. That, yeah, that's that's absolutely the biggest concern for Livingston is they're not scoring goals. It's a massive, massive problem. I think Sean Kelly and Bruce Anderson have got six goals. And they've scored six of their overall nine mm. goals. In stark contrast, there's been 11 different goal scorers for Super this season. Yeah, yeah. There's only been four for Livingston. So I, I'm delighted to see Livingston down there purely well, for two reasons. Number one, we've got them to finish bottom at eight to one, which will be a tremendous lift yeah. in May. And we've also got them to finish um, in the bottom two at nine to two. And I think as well at the start of the season, I did say that Livy a bottom half finish was the buying money bet of the season at one to three, and it's, that's very much what's going to happen. So I, I spoke to Div yesterday, and I, I did ask him that the um, the men from Paisley could dish it a, a, a good hammering. <laughs> Livingston um, this weekend. I don't think it'll be a hammering. I think it'll be a really stuttery game. But I'm hoping that St Mirren can get the job done and get the job done quite easily. Um, no bet for me in this match, but. 8-11, to 11, you have to say, it's not the worst of prices for St Mirren, no. given how awful Livingston have been. They're poor away from home, they're not winning games, confidence is low, and they're not scoring goals. Yeah, and I would throw in the fact that St Mirren are probably due a win after yeah, the war yeah. that they've had as well. Again, so. this is the perfect match for St Mirren. It's maybe a bit different for them being in a match where they're fully expected to get the three points. Mm. That doesn't happen, to be fair, in this league that often. But that not just well, no, you're right. It's not on any, any other side. There's no easy games in the league, but and I'm not saying this is an easy game, but it's it's one in which the St. Mirren fans will be fully expecting three points. Yeah. Okay. On Sunday we've got Rangers visit to Aberdeen. That's a lunchtime kickoff, and this is always a good one to look forward to. Greg, it's usually quite a an exciting game up in Petodre when Rangers are up there. Um, can't argue with Philippe Clermont's start under uh, no. Rangers under Clermont. Six wins, a draw. He's done everything that you would expect so far. Uh, Aberdeen going to this one off the back of that 6-0 defeat against Celtic. So they'll be sore after that one. And I suppose we probably should mention the fact that Chris Boyd and certainly plenty of Rangers fans seem to think Aberdeen raised their game for this one. Um, they are 5-1 to one to beat Rangers at the weekend. Rangers 11-20. to 20. Well, after Aberdeen's last performance, they need to raise their game. Yeah. Because there's a lot of very, very unhappy Aberdeen fans after that Celtic match. And typically, a defeat against Celtic, you kind of just take it on the chin and move on. But there was a lot of Aberdeen fans really, really just had enough with, with the performance, with... Barry Robson. Now let's let's be honest, right? Aberdeen are two points ahead of St Johnston. Let, yeah. let that sink in. <laughs> uh, St Johnston has been a laughing stock in this campaign. Changed managers and Barry Robson is probably there on the fact that he got them to uh, a cup semi final. So a cup final, sorry, a cup final. And they've had some okay results in Europe. But domestically, it's been shambolic for Aberdeen. And I'm really hoping Rangers dish out a good doing to Aberdeen here. Um, 11 to 20 for, for the way win, which I think is actually not a bad price. As you say, what a start for Clermont. Not um, 
I wouldn't say they've played brilliantly in a lot of the games, but they've got the wins, and you don't you'd imagine that Rangers can only start getting better from now on. They've won the, what, the last six, I think, under him. Is it six? Uh, they've won six and drawn one. That draw was over in Prague. So, so you know. it's a pretty impressive start without being that impressive, but you'd expect them to get better. I have no doubt Aberdeen will raise their game, but they have to on Sunday. They really don't really have to. They've had a really poor season domestically in the league, and they need to start with some points. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. There's never really any value on the card markets for this match. Well, I was going to mention the cards. There's been 16 reds in the last 30 meetings between these two. Must be a, a league, a Scottish record in terms of reds in 30 games in the one. You, you would think so. You would think so. Um, Nick Walsh is the referee. Um, oh, he'll send off about 10 guys in the last minute, probably. <laughs> well, <he's laughs> Not sent, uh, I think he's had three red cards this season so far in 14. Uh, uh, 14 games so far. Last season he was averaging about one in four in terms of red cards. So, yeah. If anyone's doing <sighs> the card markets, make sure you go to Paddy Power because they're light years behind the rest of the bookies in terms of pricing up the card markets, right? Especially on player cards. So, if you've got mm-hmm. a player who is 21 to 20 or even money to get booked with Skybet or Bet365, you can be sure you'll be 74 2 to 1 with Paddy Power. Yeah. Uh, so, remember that. And also, both teams to get two cards is four to five, which I don't think is the worst price either. You'll probably get a better price maybe at William Hill on that. That, that four to five is with better three six five. So both sides to get two cards each may get 10 to 11. And there's plenty of candidates in that Ranger side. Well, Cantwell I know that. Cantwell is if, very, very yeah, I was going to say, if everyone's here, he'd be shouting Cantwell <laughs> from the rooftops. Yeah, that's one of his Yeah, so parts. that's probably an inroad on the cards market. And I guess potentially at home as well. Aberdeen have been racking up some pretty good numbers at home for, for corners. I'll definitely have a bet builder on this game that I'll be shooting on the channel over the weekend. Yeah, okay. Should be a good one to look forward to. Um, okay, I think that's us for the fixtures this weekend. Um, can you just recap your bets for the weekend, please? Yeah, so still a few bets to be shared on the channel, but at the moment we have gone with Cove over 1.5 match goals away to Stirling Albion in the Scottish Cup and that pays 11 to 10 probably not 11 to 10 now to be fair um, so get on that early and we're on Ross County over 3.5 match corners and over 1.5 match goals and that pays even money and finally at the moment we've got a corners double Dundee v Hibs over 10.5 sorry over 9.5 match corners and Hearts over 5.5 team corners and that pays 11 to 10 and I may have another selection also from the Scottish Cup Okay, and I'm going to put my neck on the line this week and go with Ross County to score two goals at 2-1 to Yes, I like it Which I really quite like the look of Okay, that's us for this week Thanks very much for listening And don't forget you can join Greg's uh, private Telegram channel Just follow him on Twitter at Browning84Greg where you'll find all the details on how to join up We've got a Black Friday offer, Greg yeah, it's our, our fourth Black Friday offer. So we're, we're here for four seasons now. So we're still doing something right. And we always offer uh, a year subscription, 12 months for the price of nine. So it, it pays for itself, really. And we're yeah. getting on. Yeah, so make sure you get a wee look at that. Um, and we'll be back next week. So best of luck with the bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. <laughs>